And we're joined on the line now by investment analyst at 27 for Investment Managers, Nadir Token. Good morning. Morning, Shakina. Now, Nadir, let's start by looking at PepsiCo. Uh, shares rising there by 2.9% after the earnings uh, beat the forecast. Yes, yeah, Sakina, you know, uh, we saw them provide uh, estimates of what uh, their third quarter numbers did, and we saw revenues dip by 5%, um, you know, which is obviously not a great sign because earnings are coming under a bit of pressure. But uh, we know that these consumer businesses and generally the um, consumer businesses like Coca-Cola and PepsiCo have been a bit in terminal decline due to the fact that there's been a lot of issues around uh, the, 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 the health issues around their soft drinks. So, uh, you know, there was an expectation for earnings to drop and uh, you know the other thing which impacts these kind of companies which PepsiCo alluded to um, in, their, in their conference call yesterday is that uh, a very rampant dollar obviously really hampers their prospects for growing their earnings and their growth because uh, a lot of their revenues are still derived in the emerging markets you know it's uh, very much like the tobacco story you know where uh, uh, tobacco sales in the, the developed markets have uh, been in terminal decline for many decades and, uh, you know, volume growth is really supported by uh, the emerging markets. And it's much the same with the unhealthy cold drink products, you know, where uh, volume growth has been supported by emerging markets. And uh, obviously these currencies have been taking a hammering against the dollar. And uh, PepsiCo alluded in their call that uh, they don't expect this to any reprieve from this anytime soon. Um, you know, the Federal Reserve is embarking upon their first interest rate hike soon. So 5% dip in revenues. The market was expecting more than and that's um, especially given the, the, the write-off that they, had to, uh, that they had to sustain in Venezuela of $1.4 billion. Um, you know, so not a great set of numbers, but the market was expecting worse. And it all seems to be about earnings these days, Sakina, because PE multiples have run ahead of themselves. And on the back of that, despite a 5% decline in revenue and a decline in profits, uh, PepsiCo advanced in trading yesterday. And then also uh, big news, Sibanya's bid for uh, Aquarius, a 4 billion rand bid there. Yeah, Sakina, I mean, Sibania seems to be the only bull in this sector at the moment. You know, we seem to see a lot of negativity in the resource sector, obviously on the back of uh, uh, commodity prices sliding to the extent they have. And, uh, you know, platinum and coal seem to be the most depressed sectors, you know, probably along with iron ore. Um, but uh, Aquarius seems to be on a strong acquisition bid. I mean, if you look at, uh, they bought the Rustenburg mine from Amplatz, which, uh, you know, has been obviously been plagued by, by labor issues, plagued by the fact that, uh, you know, the, the platinum is now lower down in the ground, which means that it's more expensive to get up the ground and they can get less out of the ground. So, uh, and, and, and yet Amplat's making an aggressive bid for those mines and now making uh, an aggressive bid for Aquarius and further platinum assets. I mean, uh, if this deal is approved by the regulators, it will make uh, Sibania the fifth largest producer of platinum group metals in the world. And, uh, you know, you've got to... So you've got to realize that Sabania is making this call pretty much in a very, very depressed market, um, you know, hoping that the platinum price will go up and, uh, you know, a very leveraged play on that will, will, will deliver strong results for Sabania. I mean, uh, they, they, they're paying a, something like a 56% premium, um, you know, over the, the, the closing share price on October 5th, which was Monday. So, you know, I think uh, it is really an aggressive bid. Um, the, the, the Sabania management team seem to think that 
it can offer uh, synergies with regards to the recent purchase of the Amplatz or Rustenberg mines, and it can deliver some 800 million rand a year in savings uh, over the next three to five years. You know, I think uh, that remains to be seen, but really speaking, I think uh, Sibania is rolling the dice on, on, on a much higher platinum price from this, uh, uh, from this point forward. Mm. And then uh, the new Europe property investment, uh, they've raised 2 billion rand in fresh capital. Talk to us about that, Nadir. Sakina, what we've been seeing with uh, capital raisings the last couple of months uh, or, or the last couple of years really from the market is that um, every time we've heard of capital raisings, it's been synonymous with companies in trouble, you know, particularly within the resources and uh, financial sector. Um, every time that they've come to market for more money from shareholders, it's because they've got to fix a very, very impaired balance sheet or they've got to pay down debt. Um, you know, but in the listed property sector, that's definitely not been the point. You know, every, every single time a, mark, a company has come to market to raise more capital it's because they've got, an, uh, they've got a, 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 you know, a very attractive uh, growth opportunity to invest in and most often outside of South Africa's borders and you know, NEPI has been the quintessential example of this. So they're raising 2 billion rand in capital to buy something like a 7,000 square meter uh, shopping mall in Bucharest in, in, in Romania and uh, you know, we see those malls trading on somewhere between a Seven to eight percent yield. You know, we're seeing a, a, a very little competition in Romania, which is what uh, uh, Nepi has already benefited substantially from. You know, that's why we've seen their share price uh, rise so aggressively, and in fact, uh, the second best performer in the in the listed property sector uh, for 2014 and 2015 year to date. Um, you know, so they're reinvesting in a very high growth opportunities where competition is low. They're getting a rand edge because obviously they're earning that uh, revenue and those yields in, 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 in euros, which has been fantastic for them. Um, you know, but unfortunately, the stock not cheap at the moment. So the, the capital raising was still substantially oversubscribed, um, you know, just due to the kind of growth that NEPI has achieved over the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you, you've got to take into account that this business is trading at a massive premium to its underlying NAV of property stocks, and they've got to continuously find these very attractive growth opportunities in order to warrant this multiple and they seem to be uh, looking in Eastern Europe to find it. Well, Nadir, thank you so much for that. Speak to you again tomorrow morning. Nadir Token, Investment Analyst at 274 Investment Managers.